We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, glorification of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, as you know, I'm, I've spent a lot of time doing this book uh, for the GBC. In many ways, this is for future generations so that people understand Srila Prabhupada's position. Especially what this word founder Acharya means. I thought it would, I was given the assignment, I thought, okay, no problem, do it easily. But it took about uh, five or six years. <laughs> And I was very surprised to find out many, many things I didn't know before. And that nobody in Iskron really knew. Uh, as a result, this turned out to be something of a scholarly book. By scholarly, I mean I had to, every claim I made, I had to show my source for it. That's why you have all these, I don't know, more than, uh, almost a hundred footnotes in here. Um, uh, so, uh, I don't want to get into all of that, but just to tell you that there, there, there's things in here that, uh, yeah, that were new to everybody. The, the meaning of the term founder Acharya, where it comes from, its significance. And it turned out there was a history of it in Bhakti Siddhanta's movement. But the thing that really uh, was important to me was how much the study I did increased my appreciation for Srila Prabhupada. And I understood the real teaching of Srila Prabhupada is not how to be a guru. The real teaching is his real teaching is how to be a disciple. Uh, and the clue to this is the special pranam mantra we have for Srila Prabhupada. Uh, because he was asked at a certain time, can't we have a, a pranam mantra for you that's your special mantra? 
eh, perché gli fu chiesto a un certo punto di possiamo avere un pranamo mantra per te che è un mantra così speciale and since nobody at that time knew much Sanskrit or how to do right prana mantras, Prabhupada gave it himself. So the, the name for Srila Prabhupada in that mantra is Saraswata Deva. Namaste Saraswate Deve. That means the servant, he uses the word Saraswata. Uh, in Sanskrit, uh, you, you, you can take, there's a rule for Sanskrit grammar. So you take a name like Priti. Srimati Priti Devi. So what's her son's name? Parta. You, 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 you make the first syllable long and you put it in A declension at the end. Or take the name Vishnu. What's the name of a son of Vishnu or servant of Vishnu? Vaishnava. Vaishnava was that name. Because the same way you make, or you make a, 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 a we call it a, a patronymic in English. Like the Irish name MacDonald, you have an MC in the beginning, Irish, Scottish, and Irish, Mick this, Mick that. That means son of. Son of Donald is MacDonald. Yeah. Or in Russian, Ivanovich, son of Ivan. You may do the same thing in Italian, I don't know. Some languages do. Anyway. So this word, so this word Prabhupada's name is Saraswata. Uh, means son of or servant of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Uh, many devotees don't notice this, and I hear people leading, leading a kirtan, Namaste Saraswati Devi. Like we're worshipping the goddess Saraswati, like we're worshipping Saraswati Devi. But it's, it's important because this is Prabhupada's identity as the servant or son of Bhakti Siddhanta. And you see that what Prabhupada did was exactly pick up where Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati left off. From very early on, the whole aim of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati's movement was to make Lord Chaitanya's movement worldwide. Uh, 
So for that reason, for example, they took uh, Bhaktivinotakur's magazine, Sajanatoshini, and turned it into an English language periodical. I think in 1927 <laughs> they started doing that. Bhakti Siddhanta began he officially began his organization in 1918. E meglio Battistinata Salvati iniziò la sua organizzazione nel 1918. E questo giornale, Sajana Toshini, era un grande rivista. E questo era un strumento di Battistinata per diffondere la coscienza di Krishna e tutto il Bengala. So to change that into an English language periodical means because when they said English language they meant world. E così cambiare questo questo giornale questo questa rivista in lingua inglese significava significava che l'inglese sarebbe stata una lingua mondiale. And Calcutta was a world city. E Calcutta era una città mondiale famosa. Because up until 1914, it was the headquarters of the British Empire in the East. Yeah, 1914 they moved it to New Delhi. But it was their headquarters. So people who were like what educated English-speaking people felt themselves part of a larger kind of world culture. So probably, I mean, Calcutta was a sophisticated, urban, modern city, in parts of it anyway. You go to from that time if you went from Calcutta to Mayapur, it was like going back in a time machine two or three centuries. <laughs> But the other thing the British had done that was like a revolution there is put in the railroad. So the Indian Railroad, you know, brought places uh, more together. The governing uh, uh, council, the, the, the people who ran the British Railway, they had their office in London. Così coloro che governavano queste linee ferroviarie mondiali avevano il loro ufficio in Londra. E questo ufficio c'è ancora. Yeah, you can visit it in Westminster. E possiamo visitarlo a. So famous. 
And the name of that organization is called the Governing Body Commission. E il nome di questa organizzazione famosa è significa Commissione di Corpo Governativo. The GBC. GBC. Because if you're an American and you hear this GBC, it So, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur had all this idea in mind that was started by Bhakti Vinod Thakur to make Lord Chaitanya's movement worldwide. Così Bhakti Siddhanta aveva questa idea che è stata iniziata da Bhakti Vinod Thakur di rendere il movimento del Signor Chaitanya ampiamente diffuso nel mondo. So, One thing Bhakti Siddhanta did was spend a lot of time and resources producing an English language book. In 1933, preachers were sent to England. Nel 1933 alcuni predicatori furono mandati in Inghilterra. Tre di loro che erano a Londra. E quando andarono avevano un libro con loro che erano dei libri scritti in inglese. Shri Krishna Chaitanya. È un libro chiamato Sri Krishna Chaitanya. And it it was written by a disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta, whose name was Nishikant Sanyal. He was a professor at Ravenshaw College in Kuttam. Questo libro fu scritto da Nishikant Sanyal, che era un professore. All'Università di Kata. Yeah. That was an English language college too. Che era un'università in lingua inglese. And but he was also worked very much on the the, the magazine The Harmonist. E lavorò molto su un'altra un'altra rivista chiamata Harmonist. That was their English language publication. E questa era una pubblicazione anche se in lingua inglese. And Sonyal was Bhakti Sadanta's assistant, and Bhakti Sadanta himself was always the editor of that magazine. E Sonyal era assistente di Bhakti Sadanta, e Bhakti Sadanta fu l'editore di questo di questo questa rivista, era l'editore di questa rivista. So Nishikant Sonyal, Professor Sonyal. Uh, worked on this. He was a history professor. He, he worked on this book. Professor Sanyal, who was a professor of history, worked on this book. Bhakti Siddhanta supervised it very carefully. Bhakti Siddhanta controlled it. It was supposed to be a three-volume book, but when the first volume was finished. 
That's when the preachers left for England when they had that work with them. And I got a copy from a university library of the original book that they took to England, one of them. E così presi una copia dall'università, dalla libreria, dal biblioteca universitaria, una copia originale di questo libro che fu portato appunto da questi devoti in Inghilterra. It was printed in Madras in, 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 uh, in India. E fu stampato a Madras in India. And I was amazed because the paper was first class. Fui meravigliato perché la carta era molto buona, di prima classe. First class paper, first class binding. It was a big book, only 700 over 700 pages. And very carefully edited, you didn't see a typographical error anywhere. And it's a difficult book to read because it's written on a very high level. Ed è un libro molto difficile da leggere poiché è scritto da un livello elevato. Because their idea was they would, when they got to England, they would approach the most educated, sophisticated, culturally advanced people in England. Poiché la loro idea che quando andavano, sarebbero arrivati in Inghilterra, avrebbero predicato le persone più di cultura, più sofisticate persone in Inghilterra. So a great deal of effort and expense went into this preaching for the West. You know, the Bhakti Siddhanta had, uh, in, in a very short time, there, there were like over 60 temples in India and also in Burma. And that was just the first step. <laughs> Then the other thing they did for their world preaching was in 1930, the Bhakti had a very opulent, impressive temple in Calcutta. Un'altra cosa che fecero per la loro predica nel 1930, Bhakti Siddhanta ebbe aprire un, un tempio molto pulento in Calcutta. He had a disciple who was a businessman, who was quite wealthy. C'era un suo discepolo che era un uomo d'affari molto ricco. And didn't have any children. E non aveva nessun figlio. Very good for the Hare Krishna movement. <laughs> wealthy people don't have children. <laughs> <laughs> so he spent his money uh, and used his uh, ability to help build this big marble temple in Calcutta at Bhag Bazaar. And the reason they built such a big impressive temple because This was going to be their headquarters for world preaching. When that, when that temple was opened in 1930, there was a long article about it in the Harmonist. 
Quando questo tempio fu aperto nel 1930 nel, nella rivista Arbolis fu pubblicato un, un articolo molto molto lungo riguardo a riguardo. Uh, it went over three, took three issues uh, in three parts over three issues. E furono in tre numeri diversi di Arbolis ci fu questo articolo che fu diviso in tre parti. And part of that article was to tell about this big marble temple. It's called the the article was named the temple was called the Sri Godiamat, uh, and the article the same title, just to tell about this temple. Così questo articolo che è intitolato come il tempio Sri Godiamat che appunto parlava del tempio But part of it was to explain how this temple was the branch or offshoot of the, the Sri Chaitanya Math in Mayapur. So that temple was the first temple that Bhakti Siddhanta started in Mayapur. Uh, and they, the art was always listed as the parent temple. Parent, yeah. And they said that the, the, the Sri Godiamad in Calcutta was the ex- the extension of that temple in Mayapur into, these are their words, the modern urban environment. Or it's funny to read modern urban environment and something written in 1930 in Calcutta, but anyway. <laughs> By the way, the Calcutta even we see today was not as good as it was in 1930. Prabhupada said that in, when he was growing up in Calcutta, the, all the streets were washed twice a day. <laughs> but one clue that you had that there was going to be a problem was this article there was a competition between the 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 Sri uh, Chaitanya Mad in Mayapur and the Gaudiya Mad in Calcutta. Because after Bhakti Siddhanta left this world, this is where it split. This organization split up between those two centers. That was the beginning in the split, 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 split. Per questo, 
diciamo, è stato l'inizio del conflitto nella Goliamà e è stato tra questi due tempi, con la Gitania Amata Mai e con la Goliamà So, so even uh, Bhakti Siddhanta says what he talked for complained to Srila Prabhupada about that temple. He regretted it, the big marble temple. He said people were fighting over who would get which rooms. And in later editions of the Harmonist, there were other articles stressing the fact that this, the Calcutta temple was subordinate to the Mayapur temple. E potete edizioni successive di questo giornale Amoris sottolineano il fatto che il tempio di Calcutta Bhagavatana era subordinato al tempio di Sicilia di Mayapur. They were all set up for their world preaching, however, they had this headquarters temple, they had the book, they sent the preachers to London. And then everything fell apart. Bhakti Siddhanta got very disgusted with his main preacher in London and brought him back. Was going to send somebody else. Uh, and then, then of course, in, in the course of all that, then finally Bhakti Siddhanta says what he uh, left his body. So everything stopped. I mean, still people were preaching. Uh, sometimes other Gaudiya people went, went to different parts of Europe and, and even to America. But the mission as a whole had lost its force. Now the interesting thing about Srila Prabhupada is how he started up exactly where Bhakti Siddhanta left off. I mean, when the preachers uh, went uh, to Europe, to England, in what was it, 1930? Yeah. Then other things were happening. Uh, that was the year that Hitler came to power. Uh, he was appointed chancellor in, in, in the beginning of 1930, and by the end, he he had been given dictatorial powers. Uh, 
So literally all hell was going to break loose. So in some ways Prabhupada in public has found fault with himself. He said, I was told to preach in English when I was a young man. I didn't do anything until my old age. He actually said, I was so entangled in householder life, I didn't do anything. So I thought in my old age I'll try to do something to satisfy my spiritual master. I, I came to America, your country, and now you are helping me so I can do something to satisfy my spiritual master. I have to thank you more. E così sono venuto nel vostro paese, voi mi state aiutando per soddisfare il mio maestro spirituale, io vi devo ringraziare il mondo per questo. Questo è ciò che sentiva Shilaprabhupada. Questo era il suo cuore. Perché Krishna, what we learned from Shilaprabhupada is the way up is the way down in spiritual life. If you want to become a better and better devotee, you become more and more humble. And the more advanced the devotee is, the actual more humble that devotee is. Uh, love for Krishna has no upper limit. However much you love Krishna, you can always love him more. In the same way, humility can always go more and more down. And one of the things that confused some people at the beginning of our movement, we had new people become gurus and they thought, oh, and I'm a big, big guru. So they were going up and up and up, but actually they were going down and down and down. In the other sense, that the way up is the way down. <laughs> so this is an important uh, lesson we can learn from history. So, but, but when Prabhupada left for the West, he was continuing Bhakti Siddhanta's mission. You just where it left off. And maybe Prabhupada said, I could have gone earlier, but really he came at the right time. 
avrei potuto arrivare prima, ma in realtà lui è arrivato al momento giusto. Because after all, Krishna is in charge of timing. Perché alla fine dei conti Krishna è il controllore del tempo. And the interesting thing is when Prabhupada was preparing to go, he had to do it all by himself. E la cosa interessante è quando Prabhupada si preparava per questo viaggio, ha fatto tutto da solo. Bhakti Siddhanta's preachers had the combined force of their whole institution behind them. Sì, i predicatori di Bhakti Siddhanta avevano tutta l'istituzione che li stava aiutando. I mean, I held in one hand a copy of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Bhakti Siddhanta's book in one hand, and the one of the volumes of the Bhagavatam that Prabhupada brought with him on the other hand. And Prabhupada was already falling apart. Prabhupada had to do it all by himself and he had no money. So he had translated the books, he had bought the paper, he had worked with the printer, he had gotten a binder with almost no money and you can tell I was falling apart very quickly. But he did it. He had the idea when you go to the West you have to have some book to bring with you. And similarly, all by himself, he started Back to Godhead magazine as this English language uh, uh, periodical, just like they had had the Harmonist. In one of the early books that, that uh, we have of our history of ISKCON is Hare Griva called the book called the Hare Krishna Explosion. Because when after Prabhupada started all of a sudden it did explode. But there was a very long fuse. <laughs> so this this so so anyway, you can look when you look at the history you can see how carefully Srila Prabhupada studied Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Quando vediamo la storia possiamo vedere come lentamente Prabhupada studiò il mondo di Bhakti Siddhanta. And how carefully he followed in his footsteps. E come lentamente seguì il suo ordine. So one thing we know, uh, we are still fulfilling what Prabhupada wanted. Let me say that. 
per cosa che sappiamo eh, stiamo cercando di soddisfare di ciò che Prabhupada voleva fare. And one thing I learned is also the importance of the temple that we are building in Mayapur. Because in the Gaudiya Map, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarayar had stressed the central importance of the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur. Perché Bhakti Siddhanta aveva sottolineato l'importanza del Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur. Prabhupada's circumstances were that he actually started the movement in New York City. Le circostanze di Prabhupada furono che lui iniziò il movimento a New York. But as soon as he was able, he tried to get land in Mayapur. Uh, some god brothers made it difficult for him to do that. They didn't want him to have land in Mayapur. But eventually he got some land. And as soon as he was able, which turned out to be what, 1972, I think, as soon as he was able, he we invited the devotees there and said, this is going to be our international headquarters. And he established the temple by installing uh, the cornerstone, the ceremony. That, that's when that temple started in 1972. <laughs> Because he knew, and again, there, had to be, there needed to be a central parent temple in Mayapur. Perché sapeva che la necessità di avere un tempio, come si può dire, che genera... Un tempio principale che è progenitore del genitore. Abbiamo già visto nei Harmons come hanno fatto un punto importante che questo tempio in Mayapur era centrale. Così in questa rivista And all the other temples were its expansions. And they gave a reason. And the reason was that Mayapur is the descended spiritual world. In the, this article I was talking about that was written in 1930 explains all this. And they say that this uh, temple is the center for bestowing the grace of Lord Chaitanya on the world. 
è il centro per distribuire la grazia del Signore Cittania in tutto il mondo. Because this temple that you see in Mayapur is actually in the spiritual world at the same time. Perché questo tempio che noi vediamo in Mayapur, che vediamo in Mayapur, esattamente si trova anche nel mondo spirituale allo stesso tempo. That is to say, it is the place of Lord Titania's Lila in, in Sweta Deep. Perché il posto dove il Signore Cittadino svolge i suoi passatempi in Sweta Deep. Because Lord Titania's Lila is going on there eternally in the spiritual world, and when uh, Lord Chaitanya comes down, uh, he also brings his associates, and that whole uh, transcendental place of his Lila. Uh, appears on earth. Perché il Signore va avanti eternamente nel mondo spirituale quando discende su questa terra, trasporta tutto ciò che i suoi associati tutto ciò che concerne la sua vita anche su questa terra. And in that very article that says that that Lord Chaitanya is eternally there in, 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 in Mayapur together with the founder Acharya at that temple. Yeah, referring to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. So one of the things I discovered when I was doing this research for the Prabhupada book is that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati never had the title Founder Acharya. Right. Rather, in the literature of the Gaudiya Math, in, 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 in the book Sri Taitanya's teaching that I talked about, The term founder Acharya was reserved for Madhva, Ramanuja, Vishnu Swami, and Nimbarka. These are the four founder Acharyas. In questa ricerca che feci, in questo libro che appunto gli insegnamenti di Sanchitania, è scritto che il fondatore Acharya era riferito unicamente a Madhva, Ramanuja, Vishnu Swami, solamente a queste quattro Bhakti Siddhanta's title was things like President Acharya. But in this article, in the, in the Harmonist, which is written by Nishikant Sanya, that one place he refers to Bhakti Siddhanta as founder Acharya. And in 1936, uh, in December, article in the Harmas, he again refers to Bhakti Siddhanta as the founder Charya. My conclusion is that title was being prepared for Bhakti Siddhanta says what he talked Now in India titles are very important. 
they used to have ceremonies where different uh, devotees were given titles by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. For example, Nishikant Sanyal, his initiated name was Narayan Das. But at some time he was given the title by Bhakti Siddhanta and then Bhakti Sudhakar. So they would have every year a time where ceremonies where devotees were given various titles. So my, my intuition or educated guess is that when the movement would have been uh, established in the West, there would have been a ceremony and Bhaktisiddhanta would have given the title Founder Acharya. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Prabhupada very early on had that title in mind, and I don't think he took it very lightly, and he knew what it meant. It shows, it shows up in the early issues of Back to Godhead magazine. And then after uh, there was a little bit of a crisis, uh, then Prabhupada insisted that his name always had to be with this founder of Charya. Because I, I mean, if the if the title was being used for the four sampradayas acharya, who who how what position is the founder acharya of Iskand? So now let's go back and look at this temple that was the 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 main temple of the uh, of the Gaudiya mission and the Gaudiya Mod. That temple is, is a teaching temple. Because if you go to where the deities are, you go around that temple, 
uh, there are four altars uh, 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 around the dome. And each of those little shrines or altars is one of the founder acharyas. Yeah. There's Madhua. Huh? There. And then if you look inside, you can see there's also on the side uh, a statue or a picture of Lord Brahma, because that's the pra, pra from Brahma to Madhva, Madhva Sampadaya. There's Ramanuja Charya. And there's Lakshmi, because it's Lakshmi Sampadaya. It's so what is this this the teaching uh, that this building is preaching is that Achincha Veda Veda Tattva is the fulfillment and completion of the work of the four uh, founder acharyas. Because according to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, these four founder acharyas were preparing the way for Lord Chaitanya. And so Achincha Veda Tattva uh, synthesizes their teachings and fulfills them. All of these Advaita, Vishishta Advaita, Shura Advaita, Advaita Advaita, their teachings are all preparing the world. So that's what uh, this building is teaching. It's, it's glorifying this philosophy of Achincha Veda Veda Tattva. So similarly, this temple of the Vedic planetarium, same thing. In a different way, but that that the, because of Chincha Veda Veda Tattva is teaching us that nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. Prabhupada said once in a lecture, don't see a tree, see Krishna. They didn't mean the tree is God. 
But when you see that tree, you should see the whole thing. And that uh, this is also Krishna's kingdom and it's Krishna's tree. Ma quando vedi quell'albero puoi vedere tre cose, che, tre cose che c'è meglio è il regno di Dio e che cresce lì. Ah, speaking of trees, I, once I was on a walk uh, with Prabhupada in New Vrindavan. Sto parlando di alberi e una volta ero in una passeggiata mattutina in Vrindavan con Prabhupada. And there were trees all around. E c'erano molti alberi intorno. And Prabhupada started talking about how actually Everything is spirit. E Prabhupada iniziò parlando che in realtà tutto è spirituale. Everything is spiritual. And he gave the, used the tree as an example. E usò questi alberi come un esempio. He says the sunlight comes down and the tree takes in the sunlight Così and grows wood. E il sole diciamo prende sugli alberi e questi alberi prendono questa energia del sole si la trasformano e diventa legno he said so this wood is actually just another form of sunlight e così disse e questo legno la legna e il tronco è un'altra forma della luce del sole if you take the word the wood and light it ignite it then again the light comes out e se prendiamo questo legno e lo bruciamo, questa luce esce fuori, questa fiamma. So really the wood is just sunlight in another form. Così il legno e l'albero è la luce del sole in un'altra forma. So similarly, everything is spirit, one form or another. Così similmente in un modo o nell'altro tutto è spirito, è spirituale. So later later on in the walk I, I had a question for Prabhupada and I finally got to say something to him and I said uh, Prabhupada you're actually saying that everything is actually spirit he said yes and I, I said well I'm confused i said, because for me, my big uh, thing I'm working on is understand the difference between matter and spirit. I'm trying to understand that I am the spirit soul and I'm not the body. So to me, it's very important this distinction between matter and spirit. But now you're saying everything is spirit. So then Prabhupada, this is how he answered my question. It took me like five years to understand the answer. His answer was, and I quoted exactly as I remember, back to my memory, he said, there was no tape recorder going. He said, we are not Mayavadis. There are different kinds of spirit. <laughs> that's what he said. I understand that. But anyway, that's, there are different, uh, so, This is our philosophy. It's Vishesha, uh, uh, it's not near Vishesha, there are different distinctions. So, 
this everything that we see is part of uh, Krishna's kingdom, and Krishna and Krishna's energies are the same. Così ogni cosa che vediamo è parte dell'energia di Krishna e Krishna è l'energia di Krishna sono le stesse. And the whole Srimad Bhagavatam is teaching that. E tutto il Bhagavatam insegna questo. So Prabhupada's building his central temple is teaching the same thing about a chinchabeda beta tattva, but it's doing by showing everything is related to Krishna. E così Prabhupada costruendo questo tempio mostra questa filosofia della cinta beta beta tattva, ma fa tutto quanto in relazione a Krishna. Including the so-called material world. Includendo il cosiddetto mondo materiale. So, and actually, this building is Temple of the Vedic Planetarium. Is is actually, uh, it's the building Bhagavatam. We have the book Bhagavatam. We have the person Bhagavata, Srila Prabhupada. And then the building. Bhagavatam, which happens to be right next door to Prabhupada's Samadhi, which is also the building Bhagavata. <laughs> this is not by our plan, that's Krishna's arrangement <laughs> that the buildings are together. There's a history. Uh, so we are we are presenting the universe, but as it's described in the fifth canto. And that, that, of course, that doesn't look like the universe that we see. Because we don't see it in relationship to Krishna. We see Maya. There's a verse in the Bhagavatam in the fourth canto. Uh, and the way it, it Prabhupada translates it there, uh, oh, what it said, this verse says that a person who is uh, uh, sattva ekanishta is situated in pure goodness. Bhagavad Parsha Vartani and remain close to the side of Krishna. In that state, a person can see the world, see this cosmos, the same way that Krishna sees it. So you can imagine the way Krishna sees this world is a little different from the way we see it, even with our advanced uh, scientific instruments. So that's the that's the, the uh, what we have hanging in the main dome is that model of the universe as is described in the fifth canto. 
così come nel, nella cupola principale c'è questo modello dell'universo come descritto nel quinto canto. So that's our central temple. Questo è il nostro, il nostro tempio principale centrale. Uh, this temple here is actually a branch of that temple. E questo tempio qui è una espansione di quell'altro. Now when you see that universe, what it shows is the path back to Godhead. E quando vediamo questa rappresentazione dell'universo mostra la strada che per ritornare a Dio. Even Narada Muni goes up and down and the devas go up and down. Yeah, how you can go all the way up and then you go to the spiritual world. So it's in that place where the spiritual and the material worlds are together, uh, Mayapur. So the temple is kind of a gateway or passageway or portal from the material to the spiritual world. And because the temple we're in today is also an extension of that temple into this, uh, this place in Italy. This is an entrance. You can go from an entrance way. That temple in Mayapur has its entrance ways all over the world. The, 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 the article in, in the Harmonist uses the example about how all the, the there's the main temple and then the, 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 the parent temple and the branches. The relationship, they said, is like that of one lamp lit by another. That example is from the, the Brahma Samhita to explain the relationship between Krishna and his expansions. So they're non-different. That's why that temple is important. It's the completion of his it's, it's We're still doing Prabhupada's work. There should be ISKCON temples everywhere in the world and anybody can come in uh, and one way or another you go to the central temple in Mayapur and then you go back to God. That's the spiritual structure of ISKCON. Okay. We'll stop there. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Yeah, questions? Sì, 
realtà in ambito occidente. Era diciamo per le persone degli accademici, no? Sì. E ha detto che diceva Papà è andato tutto da, da Battistanda. Chiedevo se eh, anche questo spirito di Battistanda, cioè di parlare alle persone del top praticamente, eh, è, stato, è stato anche questo lo scopo di Sciarro Bada e se sì, come vede lui, eh, la realizzazione di questo You said that uh, this book of uh, Professor Sanyal was uh, for uh, the uh, high cultural people. Mm -hmm. And Prabhupada uh, is, uh, is a follower of Siddhartha. He wants to know if Prabhupada uh, has some plan to preach to these high cultural people to, to spread the message. Yes. It was called the Bhaktivedanta Institute. You want to know if there is a plan, what is the situation now in our society about to preach to agricultural people don't Yeah, well, Prabhupada started, it's what was called the, the Bhaktivedanta Institute. I was one of the first members of that institute. Uh, at, at the time, you know, my, my uh, PhD is in, in religious studies. And originally we thought of the plan of the Bhaktivedanta Institute was going to be scientists. But it became clear that he wanted all fields of knowledge. Now the Bhaktivedanta Institute is split and split and split and split because you know intellectuals can never get along with each other. <laughs> But uh, it will come back together again sometime. <laughs> Uh, one thing is that associated with this temple is also going to be uh, an educational institution. Because we have to do a great deal of research further. There's many, many questions to be answered uh, about, about the temple and the way it presents the world and uh, so, so many things in there. And uh, I was called by Prabhupada into his room in Mayapur 
uh, and he gave me directions uh, to start a, uh, a graduate research institute in Mayapur. That was in 1976. Huh? 75. Essentially, 75. Yeah. Sadamani was, was uh, with me in Mayapur at that time. He wanted me to go to the University of Calcutta uh, and have, he wanted a graduate research institute. In other words, uh, uh, everybody already had, was, was a, a PhD. Uh, kind of a research institute. He, I said, will we have a degree? And he said, yes. PhD B. B. He said, Doctor of Bhagavad Philosophy. Yeah, doctor of Bhagavad philosophy. And then I realized what he wanted that this grad idea of a graduate research institute. And the first thing I said to Prabhupada was, oh, we will need to be have a big library. So, because you have to do research for this kind of thing, you know? And he said to me, only our books. And I thought of a shelf this big. And I thought, what will I, you know, do? Uh, so I, uh, I, I went to, I met with officials at the University of Calcutta. They were interested, and they said, you'll have to have a big library. And I came to understand that the Ram Krishna Mission already had such a thing. And I visited their big library. I went with Gopal Krishna Maharaj and saw their library. So I met again met with Prabhupada, then he was in Vrindavan. And I presented him with the issue that we have to have a big research library, but you said only our books. And he said, oh, we can have a big library. He said, all the works from the four sampradayas, 
Oh, disse, possiamo avere una grossa biblioteca eh, raccogliendo tutti i libri e i lavori delle quattro sottotitoli. Uh, no, wow! Uh, and, and no e then I thought, non c'è questa libreria, tutti questi lavori sono distribuiti dappertutto. And then I realized a lot of those books are not available. Some are still in manuscripts, some are old, rare books. So uh, then I suggested to him that one way to gather such a library would be to go around the places in India where have these old and rare books and at that time microfilm them, to photograph them. So we uh, were able to get some funding eventually from outside actually it's gone and uh, start that. E così fu capace di avere dei fondi al di fuori della nostra associazione e iniziamo a fare questo lavoro. And now we have in Calcutta this Bhaktivedanta Research Center which has those um, uh, that microfilm and many other books too. E così abbiamo in Calcutta questo centro studi Bhaktivedanta dove ci sono questi microfilm hanno raccolto questi libri. Uh, we've also gotten, by the way, the entire library that was in the big uh, marble building in Calcutta, the Gaudiya Math, the Bhakti Siddhanta's library, that's now also in our uh, care. Because one devotee, Pranava, is researching Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and he managed to find all this stuff. So we will have a, a graduate research institution. I, it will not just be in Mayapur, also be in Calcutta and probably in other places. We're working on affiliating it with Oxford and, uh, you know, so we will, uh, any educated person wants to uh, Actually, what happened once uh, Hari Sari Prabhu got this, well, we got this building in Calcutta and put our books there. We started, we had some books for cosmology research and everything, and we got some preservation, and now people are just getting, sending us books. Because we know how to preserve things and take care of things properly. There's climate control and all the things you need. 
there's, there's pundits all over India, Mayapur, for example, that have books, uh, manuscripts, even, even you know, the, the old-fashioned uh, written on, uh, on bamboo uh, are kind of books. Their children don't even, uh, you know, know Sanskrit anymore or anything, and they give us all the stuff. They don't know what to do with it. And there are people in all over India who have these manuscripts and these books. Palm leaf, you know, bamboo or something. Right on. Because it's only power. Well, we're doing it. And I'm going to show you this manuscript. Okay. Anything else? What was that? Okay. Would it be specific or do Thank you. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada. Ki. Ah.